0: Welcome back to EME in St. Louis. I'm Travis. I'm Nick.
1: I'm Francie.
2: Ooh, it's official now. Yeah.
0: (laughs) This is the podcast that reviews new restaurants in and around St. Louis. Today we're going to be talking about Cece's vegan spot in South City. But before we do that, how are you guys doing?
2: Doing well. I went to the Brewers Heritage Guild Beer Festival today, it was great. A lot of little local places, a lot of breweries you probably haven't heard of. And uh, they had a really interesting setup for COVID where instead of just a mad dash free-for-all, they actually gave you a certain number of tickets. So you got to like choose, these are the three or four I really want to try, and try those. So I, it, it's just always nice to see beer festivals coming back, which I'm a huge fan of, but then also people adapting to kind of make it work for a smaller audience.
1: Where was this held?
2: This was on Laclede's Landing, right by Morgan Street.
1: Oh, very room. nice. Well, I went blackberry picking today at my favorite Ooh. orchard in Illinois, so I have a nice basket full of blackberries to do something fun with.
2: Once you go blackberry, you never go backberry.
1: <laughs> oh, Travis. Uh, okay.
0: Um, did you guys hear the big news about Panera merging with? I've never heard of Panera. Uh, What? Yeah. St. Louis Bread Co. Oh. Oh. Just announced that they're merging with Caribou Coffee and Einstein Brothers Bagels. Oh, my
1: God. They're all basically the same place anyway. Now they're going to be big bread and coffee, I guess. Yeah.
0: Exactly. They're going to have a combined 4,000 restaurants with uh, 110,000 employees across 10 countries and just For a point of comparison, Qdoba only has 800 restaurants. Oh, wow. Seems like it's everywhere. That is
2: a lot of co's. Yeah.
0: What
1: are they going to be called? I think they're keeping all the
0: individual brands. Oh, the individual brands. Yeah. Qdoba, by the way, is the number one fast casual place in USA Today's readers poll.
2: I can't um, tell if you love or hate Qdoba by what you're saying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well... Padera is, of course, the number one place to break up with your
2: spouse. Yeah. Yeah. And wh- where does Breadco rank on that list? <laughs> <laughs> also number one. Um,
1: shows, as we say in South St. Louis. <laughs> there was a New York
0: Times editorial that said... That um, was
2: an actual list of like best places to get divorced from your spouse? And <laughs> no,
0: it was like a humor article, but it was supposed to be written by the CEO of St. Louis Breadco. <laughs> and I wrote down this quote because I love it. This was November of last year you know, in the middle of COVID. Now that our locations are finally open, we get back to business. Our real business, I mean. The business of providing a physical space in which to end your relationship. Much like Barnes and Noble's rebrand as a public bathroom, (laughs) Panera Bread (laughs) is now first and foremost a neutral, well lit place to have a depressing conversation. Plus you get an apple.
2: Well, I think that makes perfect sense because if you say something to really make someone mad, they serve all their food in bread bowls. So, like, they can chuck that at you and it's just, I mean, it's just going to, like, squish into your head. Perfect. <laughs>
0: um, hey, do you guys know who that guy is sitting over there? <laughs>
2: that guy? <laughs> yeah. I thought we were going to wait until, like, Vital Thoughts to go
0: into <laughs> Oh, I really wish.
2: I I wish.
0: Yeah, we have a guest today. Uh, wow. Over a year ago.
2: I thought you were looking uh, up his name.
0: I'm stalling for time. We went to UpDown with him. He is an illustrator and a cartoonist. He's the creator of the comics Hue and Bot and Separately Sushi. And something about Pirates, Curse of the Black Pearl. Is that it? Right.
2: I've heard He's, of that movie. That's
3: my most popular <laughs>
0: yeah. property. He's also the co-founder of the our Archive podcast, oh. which just finished a very impressive nine and three-quarter year run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was
2: that the arc you guys set out to do? You had it scripted out from the beginning? We knew we were going to do 394 episodes. Producers <laughs> begged you for 400, and you said, yeah. no, we've told our complete story. That's right.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to wait until you're sorry. At <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, thank you. Drew Crowley is
3: here with us today. <laughs> thank you. Okay. I'd like to air a grievance. Oh.
1: Yeah, we tried Um, to do that right (laughs) up top. (laughs) It's not Festivus (laughs) yet.
3: Against this podcast. Oh, no. Yeah. This particular episode or in general? Well, I don't know about this episode yet. Okay. But a previous episode, uh, and and this is nothing personal. I think Francie was on the episode. This is pre-host status. Okay. And there was some phrase uttered that really got in my craw something about the first guests we've had. Oh, and I was like, first, that's funny, because I remember recording an episode with those guys, and I remember it taking a few hundred years to be released. <laughs> but then it did get released before this episode, so I don't know what this first guest business is all about.
1: Consider it a short-term memory issue. I don't think it's yeah. personal. Yeah. And of
3: course, I don't hold you responsible at all, Francie. and It's really down to these two, and...
1: Well, here's the thing. Well,
3: Travis and I both thought that
0: you were a new host. <laughs> um, <laughs> the following week, you didn't come back.
3: Yeah, uh,
0: and we were <laughs> just confused. Actually,
2: we we would do a fact check, but we yeah. don't have a fact checker anymore. We just have a third host. So, oh yeah, uh, you we can't we, even fact check that. I might we be making will, it up. Uh, agree to disagree. I'll turn to facts.
3: I may be paraphrasing the quote. Yeah,
0: I agree. I think you're wrong. Um, do you
3: think when you have a guest on? Do you assume they will just become a host
2: Well, it's forward? worked 50% of the time. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you show up next time, <laughs> we're batting a thousand. <laughs> uh,
0: a year from now, we're just like 20 people <laughs> arguing. We're the
2: Arcade Fire podcast. Yes. <laughs> the Panera
3: thing, mm-hmm. it's so lame that they're just keeping all the... They're keeping like they should mix and match or something.
1: But it's like Procter and Gamble. I mean, you can yeah. have a lot of different yeah. kinds of laundry soap and I mean, yeah. Things. No, I, sure. I would
2: love to get coffee and a bagel at Panera, but I just don't think they're ever going to make that leap.
1: What if you got,
2: <laughs> what if you got
3: coffee and a bagel at St. Louis Einstein? Booze. What? <laughs> or at?
1: <laughs> well, it would be an enhancement. <laughs> or I Panera
3: think. Cara. Oh, If if Panera started
1: selling (laughs) Einstein's bagels and Caribou's coffee, then they would really have something.
3: They would. I just want them to change the sign. (laughs) And I think we landed on Panera-Cara-Stein. I I like it. Which is really good. All right. Well.
1: (laughs) And it really fits nicely on a t-shirt.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's continued on the back.
1: (laughs) Will you
3: guys be doing a Panera slash Einstein bagels slash... Caribou episode, assuming oh. that's sort of a, now a new entity. If
0: they do a merger.
3: They are. You said they were. Yeah, but no. If they,
0: <laughs> they combine the brands into one oh, Not if they just... Voltron. Melting pot. Yeah.
1: Yes.
3: And, when
0: and if the they combine spot. the melting
3: pot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Drew,
0: you are the foremost Disney Parks expert. Oh, yes. In this room, maybe? Uh, yes. Of everyone I know. Okay. Without doubt. I learned a Fun food fact about Triple F, Disney parts. Okay, <laughs> which famous national snack?
3: Mm, okay, national snack got its and start. It's famous, it's very famous. famous got its Amos, start, maybe famous Amos though. in
0: Disney nope. World's trash cans.
3: Got its start in Disney World's trash cans. Yes, Walt Disney World or That's Disneyland.
0: Correct. I'll even be more specific. It was
3: Frontiersland Frontierland, Frontier.
1: Stay <laughs> corrected.
3: And I still want to make sure you're saying Walt Disney World. That's and not Disneyland. versus
1: Disneyland. Right?
0: Damn it. Okay, I'm not See, this, positive. The,
3: I can, I'll look. Yeah. Good, no. no. I'm,
0: I. I. You know what? I think you're right. I think it's Disneyland, California.
3: The, what's great here is I'll look good even if I get it wrong, <laughs> because I've schooled you on on the the question information. Yes. It's a nationally famous snack, you say. Yes. And it got its start in Disney's trash cans.
2: (laughs) Is it Cracker Jacks?
1: Was a seagull involved? I don't understand. (laughs) I feel like the
3: trash cans thing is a mislead.
2: I think (laughs) you're overthinking this.
3: (laughs) What do you mean it got its start? That's the story.
2: Okay, that's the
3: story. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, a famous brand. I'm going to look it up at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I mean, I think Cracker Jacks is a cool idea. Let's go with that.
0: Cracker, no, it is not Cracker Jacks. <sighs> Damn it. It is. Well, I can blame
3: that on Travis.
0: Give I,
1: one more I clue. didn't get that wrong. An, yeah, give I'm,
3: me another clue. Yeah, that's nice.
0: Um, it's triangular. Doritos. Yes, that's correct. The story goes that in 1955 in Frontierland. Frontierville. Frontiersville. <laughs> <Searsville>, <laughs> They opened up a restaurant called Casa de Fritos. Okay. In, yes, Disneyland. You're correct. And they were throwing out their stale tortillas at the end of the day. Now
3: it's all coming together.
0: And a food rep from Alex Foods said, Hey, why don't you cut those up and fry them and sell them? Mm -hmm. And they started doing that. And then this guy, I love this name, Archibald Clark West, was a marketing executive.
1: Is he from England?
0: Hopefully. Um, But he... (laughs) Contracted Alex Foods to make them for Frito Lay, okay, and that became Doritos, and um, the
1: rest is history. And the
0: rest is history. But the uh, in oh, maybe it's not history. 2011, he died. Oh no, and was buried with Doritos. He asked, "What
3: flavor?
2: Uh, original." I mean, come on, we'll all be An buried original with some Doritos. Is <laughs> Nacho Cheese right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Were well, you ready to start the episode? You want to record or? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: let me just hit on here. Um. Yeah, today we're talking about CeCe's vegan spot in South City. It was previously in Alton, Illinois. It's created by Trizelle Brown. She started it as an icy shop in May of 2019 and named it after her granddaughter. She started um, it as a what? Icy shop.
1: Oh. Frozen treat. The beverage. Oh, yeah. okay. Got it.
0: And she had kind of recently gone vegan, I guess, and had been exploring vegan cooking, and after like six months, I think, or maybe six weeks, she uh, decided to just go ahead and change the restaurant into a vegan restaurant. And it was very popular, and like she had originally considered uh, opening it on Cherokee Street Mm. in St. Louis. Just recently, a month ago, in July, opened up the new location on Loughborough.
1: Loughborough, in my neighborhood. In my neighborhood. Yeah. (laughs) We're neighbors, Drew. (laughs) Wow. Uh,
0: It's at the former corner bistro space if you've been there
3: and drew this was your choice
2: yeah why did you pick uh cc's vegan spot
3: i have to air a grievance with the podcast <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Yeah."> <laughs> <laughs> as longtime listeners like myself will know this is not a vegetarian or vegan friendly podcast in fact often vegans and vegetarians are criticized and lampooned on this podcast so i thought well we got to get some, you know, we got to reach out to those listeners who have been maligned by. Okay, I had to air <laughs> a grievance with your comment.
2: He has a grievance with your grievance. That's fair. Uh,
0: we love vegetarian mm, okay. and vegan sure. people. Yeah. <laughs> we love vegetarian and vegan food. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Francie just gave me a look. <laughs> I think it said speak for yourself. So uh, um,
2: I I am going to uh, let our listeners in on something that they are going to be shocked <laughs> oh, to hear. We go, here we go. Um, I routinely eat Boca burgers. I eat ve- uh, vegan chicken patties. Um, I have greatly reduced my meat intake over the past like three years. I just like to joke around about vegan and vegetarian food. I know I'm the number one culprit of what you're talking about. Well, it's
3: it's almost worse you know, Nick here, who I used to count as a friend. <laughs> who knows my you know, dietary proclivity. I feel like we're
2: one step away from this being entered into evidence somewhere.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there was some podcasts some episode of this show where vegetarian something came up and you know it was an egregious insult from you travis which you know we all come to expect that that's fine yeah that's sort of your role low bar yeah <laughs> that's it's, what we call it you know it's like that's travis why we listen low bar frankly that's why we listen to the <laughs> podcast and then here comes nick like huh, 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 yeah me too i agree and i was like nick you're my you're my buddy you're my pal was my buddy and pal mm-hmm. so George, are you, you a vegan no i'm not a vegan. are I'm you vegan. vegetarian
2: yes okay okay that's good level set here. i'm not vegan that's crazy i'm not so, okay. Not one of those loonies. <laughs> so I want to I ask a few exploratory mm-hmm. questions mm-hmm. as a vegetarian that's joined our show here. Yeah, here I am. Would you rather eat at a strictly vegan vegetarian restaurant or would you rather go to a um, traditional restaurant with vegan vegetarian options?
3: I would rather, of those two, the vegan and vegetarian strictly just because – or most often the vegetarian offering at a traditional restaurant is an afterthought
2: like the impossible burger from Burger King. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Although
3: that I actually give them a lot of credit for because fast food chains getting in on this, the trend of veganism and vegetarianism and vegans won't go to Burger King because they cook the patties in the same thing. So that's kind of a moot point. Uh, but for vegetarians, I give Burger King, Taco Bell, which has always been very vegetarian-friendly. They have a very low bar. You know what I mean? And so, like, I go there not expecting great food. And so, if their vegetarian option isn't great, I'm not like, what's going
2: on here? So, they're the me of the restaurant. <laughs> That's right. Low bar. <laughs> That's right. This is mostly about meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But it's going to have an option like that if you're... On the road, traveling yeah. between large cities, if you're gonna try to find a vegan restaurant, yeah,
3: um, it's gonna be difficult. So I always appreciate in a traditional restaurant a vegetarian option. I'm a really bad vegetarian. Okay, in that I'm more of like a carbitarian. I just mm. love cheese and bread, mm. um, <clears throat> and I'm really bad at eating vegetables, but.
1: That's kind of difficult as a vegetarian. Yeah, is it it on the grounds?
2: Moral grounds? You're vegetarian?
3: Not moral grounds. I just I ate meat for a long time. My vegetarianism is recent, maybe two or three years, and I just never really liked meat. Like there's only very few meats that I like. I tolerated most meat, and a lot of it was a texture thing, and then flavor was next. And so my wife Ashley was like, "You just don't like meat. Why do you eat meat?" And then she decided to go vegetarian for health reasons. And I thought, "Well, I'll do it too. That you know, that way we're sort of Both easier, them. yeah, together, yeah." yeah. Um, and I was just like, "I thought I was going to miss all the stuff that I do love, which is like burgers and bacon and you know all that kind of stuff." And I found that I didn't – the only thing I miss that I actually miss is uh, gyoza, so like uh, oh. pot stickers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. okay. I have yet to find anything that replaces that effectively now, for me. I mean,
0: you can do veggie pot stickers. Yeah,
3: and it just doesn't have the same um, – like the pork in the ones yeah. that I used to get. It's just you can't really replicate it.
2: So what uh, was CC's just like – in your neighborhood, and that's why you saw it, and you're like, "Yeah, we should do this for the podcast."
3: I had so actually before CC's, I think Nick had told me about a place that's maybe in Miami or something, uh, or oh, uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah. That is like I think kind of the same idea as uh, CC's, where it's a vegan place, but it's the idea is to have the same kind of like junky, like you know, really fatty um, comfort uh, food, comfort food, but it, you know, vegan. And I thought, oh, that'd be that'd be awesome if we had a place like that. And then we found about, out about Cece's, and I was like, well, I want to give this a try and see if it's as good as you know as it seems.
0: Mm-hmm. So we're going to get to our opinions on it, but before we do, Travis is going to the bathroom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so why don't you and I read a couple of Yelp reviews? Okay.
0: Oh, I Alright, first of all, this place is currently at 5 out of 5 stars with 23 reviews. first one I want to read is from Kelly B. from here in St. Louis, and she said, I'm not a vegetarian anymore, but I don't eat a ton of meat, so I decided to give CC's a go. It was a long wait for the food. They're short-staffed, just like everyone else. It would have been better if I'd ordered online before I got there. In fact, they expect you to order online regardless. Everything was really tasty, and they were friendly. It's a small restaurant, very busy. I ordered online, so I didn't know about this. Did you guys uh, try to go in, or did you?
1: We did go in, okay. and then we were told that we need to order online. Okay. But then we realized we could just order at the counter, and she would input the information into the computer. Oh, th- So that's what we interesting. did, and paid with Square.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they've only been open for a month now, and so I, I kind of got the impression that they're still, like,
3: Figuring out all the details and stuff that happened, I we ordered online. But while I was there waiting to get the food, there was a, a woman and her mother there, um, and they were trying to decide what they wanted. They were sitting at one of the tables, and the mothers <laughs> yelled at the uh, uh, the the person working the register. Do you have minestrone soup? <laughs> wow, <laughs> very specific. And they, the, or, for the uh,
1: record, they don't.
3: Yeah. And the, and the woman said, no, Mom, they don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, I think we're just going to get the burgers. It was, And there's like five different burgers to yeah. choose from, so I don't know where they landed okay. on that. But.
1: Well, in the mother's defense, Minestrone is full of vegetables. Right. So yeah. you yeah. might think a vegetarian yeah. restaurant would have that. That's true. Yeah. This is from Darla E. in Florissant. And she said, I ordered the beet burger and fried oyster mushrooms. Everything was packaged in earth-friendly recycled paper. The mushrooms come with two sauces, a sweet and spicy honey mustard, as well as a dill sauce. Both were delicious. I also enjoyed my beet burger. It was tasty, too. I wish I had gotten the double burger, but I'll do that next time.
2: All right. So Megan M. from Los Angeles, California, all the way from L.A. to South City. Um, gave it five out of five. Typing this review out for my dad, he's obsessed with CC's. This is the most incredible vegan food I've ever had, and I've been eating vegan for years. So pretty high praise.
0: Yeah. that's. I love that she wrote this review it's for right her, her dad.
3: dad. Yeah. Good job. Some dads just can't figure it out.
2: Yeah, my dad can barely figure out how to go to a restaurant, let alone <laughs> type a Yelp review.
3: But you would type it for him. I, mean, I, yes, I totally right? would, yeah. That's what being a son or daughter is all about. Typing Yelp type reviews. Typing Yelp reviews.
0: <laughs> oh, man, I've been neglecting my parents this whole time. <laughs> Nick, your please. Your mom listens to <laughs> this too. I know. I'm sorry, Mom. <laughs> I will write all of your Yelp reviews. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's talk about our experiences.
1: Experience.
2: All right. Well, as our guest, Drew, would you like to go first?
3: Sure. I actually had it yesterday. We went, uh, we ordered online as, as we didn't know you had to, but we did cause that's what we do these days. So we picked up, uh, I went in and got the food, um, it's a really small space. It actually reminded me a lot of, if you guys have ever been to um, Faux Long over mm-hmm. on Olive. Very, like, bare bones. There's tables and chairs. There's, like, a little bar where you order your food. That's it. I got um, pictures of
2: all this, so check out the Instagram.
3: And the uh, the patio looked really nice. Um, yeah, it's got a nice little patio on a corner. Yeah. Um, And so... We got our food. There was a wait, but it didn't feel like a super long wait. Um, and then I uh, got the food. We went home. Uh, Ashley doesn't like cheese, and, and and so she doesn't even want to do, like, vegan cheese. Oh. Okay. Um, and so she— I think they called it Cheez.
0: Did they? Oh,
1: yeah. It's C-H-E-E-Z. Cheese. Cheez. Mm. Cheese. Cheese.
3: <laughs> um, so there wasn't a ton on the menu that she was interested in. So she, but she got the mushrooms, the fried oyster mushrooms, I mm-hmm. think, and some sweet potato fries. And I got the unbeatable beet burger okay. and the regular fries and then the hummus with the pita chips.
2: Oh, they didn't have hummus when I went. No. I'm jealous. Mm. So we did the same thing. We walked up around dinner time. Uh, we had no idea what you were supposed to plan ahead. Apparently, they don't really care. They're like, "Ah, oh, yeah just just order, we'll bring you the food." And I was like, Great, perfect. Um, so we got our food. Uh, we sat outside on the patio. Patio seating is pretty limited, so if you're going for like the dinner rush, just kind of know that. Uh, patio seating only a few tables out there but we uh lucked into a table i ended up getting the the illy cheesesteak i believe Mm -hmm. is what it was called um and the ish bites which were kind of like fish bites yeah um and my wife also got the beet burger so we ended up getting a few different things we had to go back for the soft serve because they also do soft serve Which was uh, I, I'll I'll save it for you. Can't you know, talk what about. We thought. Yeah, so, you can't say that yet. Uh, yeah, Francie, what? Tell us about your experience.
1: So I called in advance to make sure that we could eat there. <laughs>
2: Not surprised. <laughs>
1: instead of just showing up, but we we didn't order in advance, and uh, and I brought a group with me. My friend Beth, shout out to Beth Gelman, who has been, as she uh, describes it, a plant-based eater of long-standing oh. uh, for some perspective, because I am an unapologetic omnivore and would not ordinarily seek out this cuisine on my own. So I wanted somebody who would really have a basis of comparison along. So it was <laughs> Beth and her son, Kirtan, and her mom, Simi. So the four of us went and uh, looked at the menu in the restaurant, and then we just ordered at the counter. Mm. We, didn't, we didn't actually have to order online. We were able to just order right there. And then we also locked into a table on the patio, Mm -hmm. and so we ate there.
2: You're welcome. Me and Francie (laughs) showed up at the same time, and I gave her my table on the patio. (laughs) Oh, wow.
0: it's very nice. So, yeah, I got there, and I was waiting for an an empty table, and Travis just gave me the bird. (laughs) No, No, in classic Nick fashion, I... Uh, we, we went, went and they were closed, closed. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wow that was amazing guys I love it We know you Yeah um, No I didn't go there <laughs> I made plans to go there But I was smart enough this time to actually check online We were going to something at Corondelet Park On a Sunday at noon And yeah they're not open at lunchtime then They're open in the evening though but then later in the week, we went on a Thursday, and uh, staff there was, like, super nice. I, I was talking to uh, the woman in the front. She just had nothing but good things to say about her experience there. They've got some drink coolers and ice cream coolers and a TV, and everything, like, still kind of feels, like I said, like they're still in the process of getting it set up. But it, it is up and running. Uh, my dog is running around like crazy, and my wife is trying to collect him. Thank you, Angie. <laughs> Um, while I was waiting, somebody who was sitting on the patio made a request to the, the waitress, and she came in and called... I it. You
2: meant like a music request. <laughs> 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 Could you play Boston's More Than the Feeling? Thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man, we don't have music. <laughs> well, I was
0: nice enough to sing it for them. Oh. <laughs> but she came in, and she called into the back. Uh, Miss Brown, someone asked <laughs> if they can pay extra if they get cardboard boxes instead of styrofoam, which I thought was a very... Uh, specific request for a patron, Sustainable. but but yeah, no, uh, I did appreciate it, and they um, they actually have they have like cardboard and styrofoam, depending on what you're getting. Um, and
1: All of our food came in the cardboard. I right. didn't even know they had styrofoam. I got I the styrofoam, but
2: shocked. to be fair, I did request it. <laughs> <laughs> And, and extra, please. Ba- balance is
0: all things should and be. Do you know have yeah. any straws? I've got these turtles out here. That,
3: <laughs> oh, no.
0: I did notice when I was looking over the menu online that they had uh, boxed water. So it kind of goes with their thing, I think, to be respectful for the environment.
2: Can I say one thing about my experience? And I want to caveat this with it can already be fixed. I will say it did smell smoky inside, which, you know, you were talking about kind of the. Goes along with um, the health conscious sustainability. It, it it was just a really weird curveball that it smelled like smoke. It smelled inside. like that when I went to, but it was from a dive bar next door. That I'm sealing your thunder, Francie. You told me all of this. uh, this is actually her story yeah i'm sorry uh they (laughs) were pumping their air into this vegan place and they are a dive bar so the owner is working with the owner of the dive bar they're trying to get it to where it's venting out away from the inside of their restaurant yeah but uh, i felt like i'd be doing a disservice to the listeners if i didn't at least throw out their uh, you know, I'm I'm usually also not an outside eater, but yeah. this place I was like, you know, I I kind of want to sit outside,
1: so I can add to that story. The biker bar is named Weber's, and when we were leaving, mm-hmm. a person who works there came bursting through the door and carrying a bunch of cardboard to go in the recycling bin in the alley. And for some reason, she felt the need to tell us as she ripped the mask off her face that she really needed a break from wearing the mask because she has COPD. And the mask was really making it, you know, it was really a challenge for her. And um, I was just, you know, wondering about the the cigarette smoke. Yeah.
2: But so, Francie, did you know about Webers before you knew about CC's vegan spot? I'm no, guessing? I never
1: knew it. I never realized there was a bar there. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd never and I it. It, their name is not on the outside. Yeah, but yeah. fortunately, this waitress came walking out the door, and I asked her, "What is the name of this place?" I, I thought we you were going
2: to say the waitress came out, and she's like, "Francie, we haven't seen you in days." <laughs> no, <laughs> where's your motorcycle?
0: <laughs> so, I had an interesting experience with the bar too. When I after I got my food, I took it to go. Put it in my car.
3: Put it on your motorcycle. <laughs> got <it. laughs> Went inside, smoked a couple packs.
0: Um, no, I had parked right in front of this place, the, the bar you're talking about. And I'm getting situated, and I see this guy, um, maybe 40-year-old dude, 50, walk out and start heading up the sidewalk. And he's fiddling with something, and I think he's got a cigarette, but he's trying to light it. But he isn't holding it up to his face it
2: still tracks with the cigarette.
0: <laughs> Wait for it. He walks about twenty feet up, turns around, gets it lit, throws it into the alley, goes inside, and then there's a loud explosion. whoa, and it's just a you know a single pop firework, but it's really loud and I look in my rear view and I can see uh Ms Brown, the owner, and the people who are sitting outside like trying to figure out what's going on and Then I see two different people come out of the bar and go to investigate now, my personal story that i 've written here is that this guy who set off the firework is now looting the registers. Right, right. yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know what was happening but it was just all very mysterious that he walked outside through this firework, ran back inside. It's an
1: episode of the popular South City game. Is it fireworks yeah. or gunshots? <laughs> yeah.
2: well, but anyway, we'll get into that next time when we review Weber's Biker Bar. Uh, <laughs>
1: back to CC's. Yeah,
2: I heard they were acquired by Panera. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, let's talk about the food. Yeah, so we got. I got the unbeatable beet burger and fries, and the hummus and the uh, pita chips, and I tried Ashley's uh, fried mushrooms, and I do not like mushrooms. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. Don't Had like. to make sure you still don't like them. They they like they hyped up the mushrooms when I asked well, what, she, they, what they liked. Ashley
3: was Ashley tried them. She's like, you should try these. They don't taste like mushrooms, hmm. and so I tried one. Uh, And it tasted like fish. Huh. And then... They are oyster mushrooms. Right.
0: That's not why they call them oyster mushrooms. Right. I
3: don't think. (laughs) But I I was like, oh, I don't... don't, You know, I think think maybe that, you know, they use the same oil for the ish bites or whatever Mm -hmm. with,
2: you know, potentially... The ish bites are modeled to be like fish
1: bites.
3: Yeah. Ashley... After eating a bit more of hers, she realized if some of them had that sort of fishy taste and some didn't, so she handed me one that didn't, and it was good. It was, it again, didn't taste like mushrooms, basically tasted like batter, which I love. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, me too. Um, and the sauce that came with those, it, it's like a, I think it's a the sweet and spicy must, honey mustard. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It didn't look like a mustard sauce to me. It looked more like a barbecue sauce, but... It was so good. I loved the sauce. I and, and Ash wasn't a big fan of it, so I started just dipping my fries in it. Um, so the, the unbeatable beet burger that I had, overall, it was bland to me. Ooh, um, tough critic. The, <laughs> I just didn't taste the burger very much. I taste mostly the bun um, and I and the sort of sauces that were on it. And the sauces were good. Um, I think the bun was gluten free, mm. and it's sort of like the the mouth feel of it. It was kind of all that I got was the bun.
2: Well, as a carbitarian, how was the bun? I didn't love the bun. Oh,
3: gosh. Um, and I guess I really like gluten, um, <laughs> but it just didn't have it didn't have like that fluffy, you know, bready mm. kind of uh, uh, feel to it. And then uh, the hummus was really good, and I really liked the. I love like fried, you know, pita chips. That was, I love, it Oh, crispy. pita chips, not like pita bread. It's pita bread fried, I oh, should say. Man. And it's really, yeah. that was really good. Um, so, um, so,
2: okay. Can I just, I'm going to air a grievance. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, actually I'm going to bring something up that I, I think a lot about vegan and vegetarian places that, um, I, I would love to get your take as our, you know, resident vegetarian. Oh, no. Um, our veg on the street, if Ooh, you will. Okay. Um, veg on the edge. <laughs> I do the naming. Of them. <laughs> well, so <laughs> sorry. That was pretty good. Come on. <laughs> so um, I feel like vegan and vegetarian places set themselves up for a challenge because they love to name their food mm. after the meat counterpart of that food. Yeah,
0: I. This is this is a big thing um, that I always think about. Is should you be Making something to try to sway people who are meat eaters, or should you just be making the best vegetarian food?
2: So I, I've I've just got I I did a little bit of research into this, and Mm -hmm. the percentage of people that are vegan and vegetarian is still relatively low in the country, especially in Missouri. Mm -hmm. So it feels like you have to attract those non strictly vegan vegetarian people to have a viable business. But I'm sorry, Drew, what do you think?
3: What was the question?
2: Why do they uh, make Oh, the why they do try that? to like emulate meat?
3: I think, well, I think, I think like you said, I think part of that is trying to attract beyond just vegan and vegetarian, uh, customers. I think another part of it is trying to make it familiar. And so you kind of know, mm. or maybe set up expectations for what it should taste like. I think also it is sort of a gimmicky thing and, if if a restaurant is just like I think CC, the 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 sort of premise of CC's is like is that you know comfort food but made vegan and and so they're trying to like put that in your mind of like it's a Philly cheesesteak or it's like a you know a fatty burger or it's like whatever right and so that's kind of the idea I think a vegan restaurant that doesn't have that premise for it is just going to call things like this is our Beat sandwich. Sandwich, yeah, or something like that. And so I think maybe you get that more with with a place that is trying to
2: um, exemplify uh, a meat establishment. So, yeah, I just feel like they set themselves up to have to meet, like, two bars. Sure. Because I feel like <laughs> when I go into a restaurant, uh, but the bar I want is, like, this is better than something I can get anywhere else. Yeah. You know, I, I want a Philly cheesesteak that's, like oh, this is a really good cheesesteak. I would come back here to get this as opposed to the place two blocks away. Sure, yeah. But, uh, I feel like with uh, vegetarian and vegan food, they're setting this additional bar where they're mm. saying, this tastes like a Philly cheesesteak. And they've got to hit that and mm. then also make like a good version yeah. of that thing they're trying to get it to taste like. Maybe I'm crazy, but I it's just a, feel like it, it's tougher for these places. And it's
3: a strange – it's like what – you know is there do you need to try to replicate yeah. that right like it's sort of like what does each person want and like for me personally i can only speak from my experience but ha- having been a vegetarian for a couple years now i don't remember a lot what a lot of those things <laughs> actually taste like and in mm-hmm. fact we will go to burger king and 50% of the time i'll bite into the whopper and be worried that it's meat because I've the forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. The impossible. I was impossible. like, you are a terrible <laughs> Yeah. I get the vintage. whopper and, <laughs> and it's like, is this meat? Uh, who can tell? I mean, it's <laughs> a question, honestly. <laughs> but no, I'll like, it'll be like particularly charbroiled that day or something. And I'll, I'll like have this like, oh my God, is this, and I'll, I'll make Ashley take a bite of it or look at it. And she'll be like, no, it's definitely not. <laughs> yeah. And so there, I think that's the other uh, aspect to this is like, well, it's fine if you're trying to replicate that, but I don't really remember it myself. Mm. Or if you've never eaten meat, you know, you don't have yeah. any basis for comparison. So, like, I I was – I'm definitely intrigued by the idea of trying to uh, have a, a replacement for those things. So, as I said, like, for me, the one thing would be finding gyoza that gives me that same taste. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't found that, so –
2: so I can go through my experience just really quick. Um, I, the food was, I really liked the bun for the Philly mm-hmm. cheesesteak. Um, I thought that it was a really good, I, I mean, not just a, an approximation, it was a really good hoagie bun. Like, you know, I, and I, if I didn't know it was gluten-free, if I didn't know it was vegan or what, whatever, I would just think, oh, this is a good hoagie bun. Like, I like this. You know, the, the cheesesteak, I know what a cheesesteak tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> I vividly remember what a cheesesteak tastes like. This I had one yesterday. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it, it was it was a uh, admirable replica mm-hmm. of a cheesesteak. You know, I'm not going to say it was. Right up there, you blind taste test me and I couldn't figure it out, right, kind of thing. Right. Um, the ish bites, they, they really lean into their fish breading, so I get where mm. that might have rubbed off on some of the mushrooms.
0: Sure. I really like those. I got some of those myself. I thought the. Those uh,
3: seemed reviewed highly too. Yeah, the, from what I could see. The
0: flavor, in my opinion, was really close. Texture was pretty close. That's the thing. It's like you were talking about replicating it. Was, I feel like they either nail the texture or the flavor and getting the them both, I you mean, know, they, they also offer. I didn't get this, but a, a jackfruit pulled pork.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: I've had that before at another place. And because if you look at it, it looks, it looks like pulled exactly pork. like pulled pork, it has a very similar texture, very different taste. And it was alarming to me when I had it for the, for the first time because it was such a different taste. It,
3: it's funny because I've, I, and as I said, like I obviously haven't had pulled pork in a long time, but we yeah. did, we made jackfruit pulled pork at home once. And I was just blown away by, like, how much it it reminded me of pulled pork. And I think a lot of that is in it looks, it feels so much like it. with your eyes kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay, so I've got to say, though, it can work both ways because I'm going to let you in on a little traumatizing experience I had where right after college, uh, my roommate wanted to make me spaghetti and meatballs. um, And he didn't tell me he was using zoodles which is oh. zucchini noodles. Yeah. Um, I was have, have like, we all had zoodles? He didn't. Have we all he, been fooled by zoodles? He didn't I've never been me. fooled by them. He was just trying to pass them off. Yeah. What? As like, this this is spaghetti and meat. Was he
1: trying to like like get one over on you or no, just No, he was
2: just trying to make a healthy version. For him version it was like dish. this yeah. yeah, this
1: is spaghetti and meat. But you are sort of a known non-vegetable eater, so. Okay.
2: But as that, like, you know, tell me because when i sat down and i took my first bite i was like what is this so it, it, it but it passed the sight test for you it, it passed the sight test because it was covered in sauce, <laughs> sauce on yeah, it. Yeah. Gotcha. so that's my experience i'll i'll save my uh final dish for my final thoughts
1: oh okay so in our little group the child had already eaten. The so child. Are we got, talking about Travis? <laughs> this is a Dune podcast. <laughs> no, the, the actual five-year-old got the soft serve while the rest of us had dinner, and he was very, very happy with that. So I'll just put that out there. Good. Simmy, that's mom, ordered the eggplant burger, which I believe is called brinjal Burger. Oh, yeah, yeah. And both Beth and I got the Double Trouble, which has a patty of the beet and a patty of the brinjal, eggplant uh, burger. I got the two. I think it's
0: I, I, I listened to a video with the owner and it's I think it's like brinjal. Okay. I, I was have not no familiar idea. with that term. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm have never needed a fact checker more than these. Past yeah, times where's the <laughs> <a> fact checker?
1: Oh. <laughs> uh, and Beth also got the um, the ish sandwich. And so she was looking forward to having leftovers because she does eat vegetarian all the time. So um, she also gave me a lot of perspective from somebody who eats plant-based all the time. <coughs> she felt that the Ish sandwich was outstanding as well as having a good portion. She felt it was a really generous portion. And that's um,
0: that's served on the hoagie bun, too. Right,
1: yeah. right. And um, she said the thing that she really appreciated was that everything was fresh. Mm-hmm. She's been through years and years of, of eating things that are kind of prefab, pre frozen. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of dry food, kind of flavorless food, yeah. that everything here was made fresh and it was well-seasoned and the sauces were great. So um, she felt like it was, you know, these were great choices for plant-based eaters. And she said with these kinds of vegetable-based foods that you really have to load up with spices and sauciness to make mm-hmm. it tasty. Yeah. And that CC's did a good job with that.
2: Yeah. What, what did you think, Francie?
1: So I expected to like the eggplant part of my sandwich better, but I wound up liking the beet patty Mm. more. And uh, it came loaded with some kind of sauce and lettuce and tomato and pickles. Yeah. And I loved the pickles.
2: The pickles are really good. Why do pickles not feel vegan to me? That's so (laughs) weird, but like... I don't know. That like, is pic- weird. Pickles no, seem but like...
3: It, whoa. I mean, you're weird. Uh, yeah, is that's true. That? <laughs> yeah, I, f- I forgot to mention. I also really like the pickles, and it's a fr- that's you know they make those pickles. They must because they're they're like they're so fresh.
2: Mm. I I really nature pain-y. made the pickles. Well, the pickling is a process. You of have course. to pickle the cucumbers. Makes the cucumbers. You lost me. Oh, <laughs> we
1: we did a fact check on this back in the last season about cucumbers and pickles. I'm yeah. I, I get
2: it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, what Uh, were your thoughts on CeCe's vegan spot?
0: Well, I I also got the Double Trouble burger that Francie was talking about. Um, It's it's got the two different patties on it. One thing that I had to, like, pull little bits of it out to try them, Mm -hmm. you know? When you take a bite out of it, the textures all just kind of blend together. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's part of what you can kind of expect from something like a a beet burger, you know? It's not going to have that texture of a regular traditional burger. That being said, I did enjoy the burger. I liked all the veggies on it the most and it was like, you know, we were talking about whoppers earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whopper the the meat is like this much, yeah. you know? Yeah. And for me most of the enjoyment of it is everything else and just that little bit of char-grill whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, I kind of like all the toppings more than the quote burgers on this. But I will say the Cheese was the best vegan cheese I have ever mm. had. They nailed the texture and the taste. I was, like, pushing it. Nice. Like, <laughs> is it this... Give a push test. I the sturdiness
2: was right. Yes.
0: <laughs> Good viscosity. Um, Tensile strength? <laughs> exactly. I was not even convinced that it was vegan. I think somebody might have snuck some real cheese in there. Uh, and that made me kind of regret not getting the the,
1: the illy
0: cheesesteak. Mm. But, uh...
1: Angie got the chicken sandwich. Oh, good. I want to hear about this because I have, I have a question about that.
0: Okay. <laughs> I, I only have one bite, so I don't have a lot of and what's,
3: ch- information you, to share with you there. Do you remember but, what their chicken is made of? No. Oh, is it seitan or whatever it's no, called?
1: I, this was crazy. I sort of had a little bit of a rant verbally with my friend Beth about I'm just going to go into it. Yeah, why, I don't understand what people who are choosing to not eat animals, either for health reasons, yeah. for you know saving the planet reasons, for humanitarian reasons, whatever. They're all good reasons, and I don't have any quibble with that. But if you are choosing to not eat animals, why do you want to eat something that is pretending to be that animal? I don't understand why they wouldn't I, just want things made out of vegetables. Yeah. Well,
0: okay. So I have a quote from the owner, and she said that, till now, they've been catering to the meat eaters to get them to transition. Never happened. Then,
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, Drew, you give me a hard time. <laughs> I didn't know. I had no idea. Yeah.
0: She went on to say, now that they've gotten people's attention, she wants to make the menu a whole other level. Now I want to add a section where I cater to the vegans who have been vegan for a while. They want the beets, they want the eggplants, they want some raw stuff, some Power Bowls. They have plans to add a lot of stuff. Francie, I I hear what you're saying, and I do question whether or not when when Travis and I went to try the Impossible Whopper the day it came out when it was being test marketed here in St. Louis, and we were in the forefront of journalism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, were you, I I you remember, there, remember. Veggie Boy? I
2: remember.
3: I know. I I listened before I got it myself, so I would know what to
0: expect. But you know, the first comment that you get from a mediator when they're trying something that's trying to simulate it—he's pointing
2: at me. Mm. <laughs> it, everyone,
0: but yes, I was pointing at Travis and making a frowny face, but no, people respond it doesn 't taste like that, and so you're constantly trying to live up to it, and even with the impossible burger and by the way they they did carry i think it was beyond yeah they they carried one of them at the previous location, they decided not to and focus mm. on their um, own their own thing um, but it's it 's kind of an uphill battle to try to convince people who are just already meat eaters to like this thing, unless it's exactly like it or better. Right. Know?
2: It just feels like the gateway would work, like, equally, if not better, the other way, where someone eats a good, like, veg- vegetarian chicken sandwich and they're like, I wonder what that Popeyes one tastes like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. So, oh. so when I. Went off on this little rant question to Beth, she said that it really was a matter of don't consider it American cuisine, American style cuisine. Mm, we yeah. eat fried chicken, we eat burgers. Yeah. And so trying to, you know, create vegetable or plant based food that's mm. gonna to appeal to a broader market, it's not gonna taste exactly like it. And she said, you know, if you go into it thinking that this beet and eggplant burger is yeah. going to taste like a beef <clears throat> burger, you're crazy. It's not going to, but it's trying to make a positive experience with plant-based foods for people who like to hold a burger in their hand. Absolutely. But where I was going with the, the rant is I had it verbally, and two days later on my Facebook feed was a paid post by the Kellogg's company oh. for C-H-I-K apostrophe N yeah. telling me, How wonderful it was, and what it was made of. You asked the question, "What's it made of?" Mm -hmm. Well, the answer was supplied to me by Big Brother. Um, Cool. And it's basically um, it's it's (laughs) wheat flour and soy protein, and a few other things, sort of you know, mushed together. Yeah. And the photos of it, I I mean, did it look like chicken to you? Because the photos that they put on their website, it actually kind of looked like it. But I wouldn't expect it to really. Taste like it.
0: You know, it wasn't fully convincing. I did
3: enjoy it though. If I can uh, uh, also offer some perspective on the why make something that is supposed to approximate. Can
2: can I just say real quick? This is like our most thoughtful episode we've ever done.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think part of it is to help ease the transition of people who are going from being meat eaters to vegetarian in that it can be really daunting to try to, you know, make that transition and miss some of the foods you like. And so it is nice to have some approximation to kind of ease your way into it. And I think in this, you know, I, I know that you'd brought up and like, if you're morally opposed, why would you want to? And I, I agree with that too. Disregarding that of just like (laughs) the, the, uh, the sort of, um. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The better for the Earth kind of yeah, uh, environmental impact, of like environment. Thank you, environmental impact. If it came to light, like oh, ninety percent of our problems could be solved, and I'm not an expert at this at all by not eating meat. Well, what if we could still get the meat sensation by eating plant-based? And yeah. then that's never going to happen. So, but it's
2: just so that is why I've cut back because yeah. I I feel like besides all the health reasons and the moral implications and everything. And I love meat. I've said it a million times on this podcast, but I understand even if you can't make the jump, even if you can't, you know, go fully vegetarian, you know, when I'm ordering a pizza, maybe I just do cheese instead Mm -hmm. of like, you know, pepperoni sausage and cheese. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I'm not opposed to eating vegetarian, <laughs> you know, I mean, I love a veggie pizza, but the thing is the vegan yeah. people will not eat the right. cheese. cheese, yeah. and I'm not giving up my cheese, my dairy, my Nor eggs. I, I mean, birds are going to give eggs, they're going to do it, whether you eat them or not. It's
0: okay, Francis. Well, okay. the egg <laughs> thing, and, <laughs> and, though. And
1: other animals are going to produce milk, so it's not like you're harming the animal. It's, I just don't understand. Well, the
3: eggs kind of are, though. And, and this it's funny because I went I did not go vegetarian for moral reasons, as I said. The longer I've been a vegetarian, the more the moral thing does become a thing. And, like, chickens are put through they're, – they're forced to lay eggs daily. They're forced to lay eggs out of season by shining lights on them and making them think it's still summer and stuff like that. They lay so many eggs that their bones start – yeah. You know, like, it's
2: pretty disturbing. Well, I, I agree on.
1: with that. It's they're, horrible. But I I buy my eggs yeah. from a woman in my neighborhood. Well, there you go. I agree that's
2: terrible. But and I they're don't happy. care. Yeah,
1: yeah. And,
3: happy birds. And, I, and I say all that. She's met them.
0: I, say all,
1: I have fine. actually met them.
3: I said all that, and I still eat eggs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there is no doubt that the meat industry is. God awful. Is this it? Terrible. Are, are, are you guys, is this podcast going vegan?
0: No, 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 no. Is no, it happening? Just, I, I just, I, I want to tag your point and say that, Travis, I have a friend who is vegan who has chickens. Okay, he's a beekeeper. And keeps bees. He makes honey. He keeps them. He doesn't, doesn't eat it. Yeah. But he, he gives them out to other people. Yeah. You know, there is a responsible
2: way to do it.
0: Yeah. Like, as Francie was trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. And as you're trying to say. Humans are still abusing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um,
2: I gave up Chick-fil-A for moral reasons. So I, I certainly <laughs> hope so. <laughs> That's like the same thing. Right? It, it counts.
0: <laughs> I wanted to also say that I got the Ish Bites. They were really good. Uh, and then I got Cauliflower Bites. I wanted to get the uh, the Oyster Mushrooms, but I already had a couple of things, and Angie wanted the Cauliflower. Uh, so she got those. I, th- I think it might have been the... Uh, sweet and spicy honey mustard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It had a, a sweet.
3: Was it a dark, sort of dark red? Yeah. Though? yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. That was the highlight of
0: it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So good. So I love a fried cauliflower bite. I have been to a vegan restaurant. This is not my first one. Uh, I've been to a different vegan <laughs> I think restaurant it's where they called them boneless wings. Oh, no. And I got it thinking, Ew, like.
3: No, why would they well, do that? I was like,
1: this
2: is a vegan restaurant right because they spelled it boneless chicken wings oh right come out and they are
1: deep fried cauliflower can you imagine just tell me
3: what it is that that is i i mean i'm kind of with you in that like just call it what it is like we don't
1: (laughs) you know how i feel about cauliflower if somebody tried to pull a trick on me with cauliflower like that zucchini (laughs) pasta was done to you zoodles
2: why can't Zoodle cauliflower incident. just be happy being cauliflower? Why has it got to be everything else? Yeah. It's got to be pizza crust. It's got to be boneless <laughs> chicken wings. Apparently.
3: Cauliflower is, yeah. Make a, some, the cauliflower lobby
2: is put, really putting a lot of money into <laughs> big things. Big cauliflower yeah. is yeah. going nuts. You're, you got all these problems with these meat yeah. producers, but you got to watch out for big cauliflower. Yeah, I Lord think we have some, out there. feel
3: like we have some cauliflower mash in our freezer right now. Hmm.
2: Mm. We got cauliflower rice.
3: Were they good, the bites? They were great. Oh, oh, they <laughs> were my favorite. I favorites. love... <laughs> I, it, you know, it was
0: just a neutral carrier of yeah, the yes. the sauce and the yes. the fried the batter. I love fried cauliflower. Uh, they were delicious, like sticky and sweet. And mm. oh man. I don't
3: think I saw them on the menu. Well, here's
0: I the thing. I, right before we recorded, I went back and I was looking at the menu. That was not on it. Damn. And then there were a couple of things that I didn't remember. There was a Supreme House Burger. And so, yeah, they might still be tweaking the menu. I told you they're going to be adding yeah. some stuff. They're going to be adding a breakfast menu soon Ooh. for Saturday and possibly a couple of other days. Um, if Francie meets the chicken. Do you not first. like breakfast?
1: <laughs> well, I'm you know, Eggs.
3: You don't like, or you
0: do like? I do. It.
1: Yeah. She, she so just doesn't
0: think. So it what be are we, Yeah. With. What's the I'm, egg I'm option? I'm yeah.
1: questioning <laughs> what's going to be in the quiche. Uh, I. I going to be in this scrambled eggs. What's yeah. Be in the-
0: I will tell you, they have a chicken and waffles. Oh. I'm
2: in, but skeptical that that chicken's going to be cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already know they have a
0: chicken's substitute. There's going to be a biscuit and gravy, a tofu breakfast scramble. So to your point. Fancy. That
1: makes sense. Yeah,
0: uh, that's
3: an eggy thing.
1: Yeah. Yes,
0: it is. And uh, the owner's personal favorite: a ish and grits. Okay. Which I'm curious oh, about. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I'm also I'm looking at the the menu right now online, and there are a couple of items that say low stock. Yeah. So I I think they update this live, so it's possible they were just out of right. the cauliflower, and it's not taken off the menu. But I hope not, because that was great. Final thoughts. I'm going to start.
2: Yeah. Let's give Drew our final thoughts. Yeah. He can be the final. final. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no.
0: Yeah. We're going to leave this to you, Joe. You know, we talked a lot about approximating food. Um, I think I went a little bit too far when I was saying like, you're not going to convince anybody. Speaking personally, I like Travis want to be convinced a little bit. I haven't had a real whopper since the impossible whopper came out and I've gone back for it a couple of times. That's, my line for me you know I'm just like that's the perfect convincing thing most of the time I'm fine just having uh, some nights that I just don't eat meat I don't really think of it like I have to substitute for that there are a lot of different cuisines that don't focus on the meat like Ethiopian I think doesn't do any. And I don't know if it's like fully vegan, but uh, Indian, Mexican, Mediterranean naming cuisines. I'm just naming, uh, I'm just naming <laughs> places I've heard of. <laughs> <laughs> the Moon. Um, they don't put any meat on their food. Yeah, uh, it's but all cheese. It's like I do, and I always will want American junk food, and so I do hope that there are places like this that cater to that.
1: Well, I think C.C.S. does a really great job of, of putting together a unique menu and um, trying to offer a wide variety, and I was really glad to have Beth along for the perspective. She really loved it and said she's going to tell all of her plant-based food people about it because she thinks they're really going to be excited to have a place that makes fresh food that fits what they want and is, is really delicious. And I will throw in, I didn't mention before the ish sandwich came with fries and mm-hmm. the fries were fantastic.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. They were good. good fries.
2: So my final thought is, uh, the soft serve. I got that at the end of the meal. Fantastic. Apparently she just makes whatever she feels like making it. Nice. Uh, the day I had it was strawberry. It was <laughs> so good. Like, no offense to anything else I ate, but, like, man, if, like, all the vegan food, like, impressed me like that, it's like, oh, well, I'm going back here every meal, you know? Like, because I'm sure that that was vegan, but not only didn't miss a beat, it was better than any other ice cream if I've had. I had the some beat,
1: no pun intended. <laughs> okay. Um, I,
2: I, was, I was there, too. I, <laughs> <laughs> I will say my final thought is I am glad that places like this exist because it caters to a different style of diner. If I was going to dinner with a friend that was vegetarian or vegan, I would much rather go to a place like this and find something that I'd be just as happy eating instead of putting them in a weird spot by going to a barbecue
0: Oh, look, they have a salad. Yeah, exactly. You can get the side salad. Or you can get
2: coleslaw, maybe.
0: You're vegan. You can get the Caesar
2: salad. Yeah, <laughs> It's cool. <laughs> so I am glad places like this exist. I don't like nightclubs, but I'm glad nightclubs exist. I'm, I'm probably not going to go to one, but it's good. People have different tastes. So I would definitely go back for the soft serve. If, you, if Francie, you, or Drew are walking through the neighborhood and you want a good little treat, duck in and grab the soft serve their food was great it's good to hear from a vegan's perspective and a vegetarian's perspective but i'm super happy with it I'm, i hope they do well i was thinking
3: about the beet burger that i had and one thing i wanted to mention was i give them a lot of credit for that beet patty holding up because i've been i was actually a, at a in an airport restaurant uh, with a vegan friend of mine once and he ordered they had a beet burger <laughs> And he took the bun off, and it was a pile of chopped beets. It was not mm. a patty in any way. It was just like, and I think that's kind of common. So um, I really appreciate that that you know held together that way. Um, in general, I'm just really excited that that CC's exists. That it's in my neighborhood. I'm excited to go back and try uh, some of the other stuff on there on their menu. And I think it's I'm intrigued by how. Um, sort of in flux the menu seems to be and, and how um, they seem to be looking to like expand beyond the current offering and just be experimenting with new ideas with that and I hope they continue to grow because that's really cool yeah
0: one thing I also wanted to mention is that I talked before that I want to have a segment
2: that we talk about reheating stuff and mm. how it holds up and if you had so how did Drew hold up on the reheat <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you had
2: asked a me about this place
0: this <laughs> to place a bet on how it would hold up, I would not have bet on it. But it was really good. And I, I talked about, like, the, the textures of things, like, all kind of mushing together a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was almost better on the reheat, where it was just – it surprisingly
3: just – Did you reheat each item of yours or just
0: uh, – No, I well, I didn't have all of it left. But I reheated the uh, uh, the Double Trouble Burger. And that's the one that I was just like, this. there's no way this is going right. to work. You know,
3: yeah, um, that's asking a lot of any burger. Yeah, Uh
0: and, yeah, absolutely. And then I also reheated the ish bites, and those lost a little bit of the texture, but they were still delicious, it's still good, but just not as crunchy. And yeah, Travis, I just wanted to also say, like, thank God somebody spoke up for people who like nightclubs, like. <laughs> It's brave of you. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, you know, I, I have my other um, podcast where I review nightclubs in and around St. Louis. Uh, terrible idea. I don't like them. Beat <laughs> me
3: in St. Louis. Oh, it's good.
0: Uh, man, and
2: you are taking my job. It's also, could be, that also
3: could be the vegan version for, for sure <laughs> It's depending on the spelling. All right.
0: Uh, thank you, Drew, for joining us again today. You're always welcome here. We'll see you on season
1: three. Yep. <laughs> I thought this was season three. We don't know. Well, we only did one episode of season two. <laughs> got that Netflix
2: contract? We can just do whatever we want.
1: You have most favored guest status. You you oh, do. Good. Yeah. Well.
0: Yeah. Uh, that... We've got John lined up, so it's not going to last long. But true. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: If somebody in St. Louis is looking for an amazing illustrator, can you tell I, them? I don't on? know anyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: But uh, if you want, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm taking work right now. I don't. Okay, oh. cool, cool. Yeah, the, so busy. Yeah. That's how That's
0: amazing his strategy. He is. <laughs> yeah, is good. he's like you can't even have me. Yeah, I'm just tired.
2: <laughs> Especially if you Google me and then you see my website and contact me through that. But you yeah. can
3: you can look at my art at. I'm either go pizza nut, or pizza not go? That's on a, Instagram.
0: Yeah, that's pizza not. Which one is it? P i z z a n a u t. It's like an astronaut. It's go for pizza. pizza not, not. Right.
3: The thing um, is, I, I I made this account and and then I like it got messed up, so I had to change the name. So it's either I'm checking. It's go pizza not. Go pizza not. Go pizza not. He also
0: number. is hopefully still in the process of doing a series of Spider Man
3: poses. I have. I have not. I haven't done one of those in a while. Yeah. Okay. Well, you did like.
0: And I did 50. over fifty. You're yeah. too
2: busy. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
0: when you over said you were tired, <laughs> did you mean just tonight?
1: <laughs> no. In life, we're wrapping it up. Oh, okay. In life. <laughs> <laughs> I came here tired.
3: <laughs> um, I am currently wrapping up. Art for a game that's coming out next year. I think there was a Kickstarter for it a few months ago. It's called Dealing Dungeons, and it's a card-based uh, rogue-like uh, dungeon exploring game, dungeon crawling game,
0: like a tabletop yeah game for a, a small group.
3: And so I did all the art for that, and you can see some of it on Instagram as well. And then uh, I think it'll be available to purchase within a. The next year or so, I think.
0: Yeah, I got in on the Kickstarter. I, I don't know if they can still buy it through that, but
3: yeah, I don't know. Maybe go to um, darkkeepgames.com, I think is where you could find more information. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Drew, for joining us. Thanks um, for
2: having me. Make sure you check out our Instagram. We'll be talking about this episode and plenty of others. We post new content a lot. Now that there's three of us, we can get a lot more food picks to you guys and We'll be sharing where we're eating in and around town.
0: That's it for this week. We'll be back soon. Um, Get out, support local and and
2: tell Mitch I said hi.